Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. Um, it has been a glorious month taking a break, and I have missed you, Llewellyn. I've missed you too. I've missed our little talks and our connecting points, I know, which I we do at like, the beginning of the episode. I feel like we literally, and maybe we've said this, but we literally don't talk except for this podcast. So in case any of our friends wonder how our friendship is doing, it's the going well. The depth of our relationship stops at this podcast. Oh no, I'm dead. That's hilarious. What have you been doing on your month off? Tell, oh, tell man, the world. I've done... This is like life updates plus everything else. Like, just lay it on us. Yeah. Oh, man. I swear, where were we? Um, <laughs> I went on vacation, which I think I mentioned uh, briefly did. before. Um, mm-hmm. I visited home, Michigan. Um, it was great. The weather, there was one day of weather up there that was hotter than it was in Florida on that same day. So I was not thrilled about that because I left Florida to escape the heat. Um, but otherwise it was really great weather. It was nice to be able to breathe when I walked outside. Um, great time with friends, family, all the dogs, so many dogs. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. our friend, Nicole, that all of you guys have yes. heard, um, Nicole. she was house sitting cause that's what she does all the time. Um, and she has the whole week I was there. She was house sitting this house, this big house with a dog and a cat and a pool and, I was like, this is literally perfect. Yeah, so um, it was nice because it's like, oh, I get to come home. Like, she gets to make money while we hang out in this house. Like, and it's got animals. So it was good. It was a good time. I saw family. saw my brother. wasn't expecting to see him, and I saw him. So that was good. Um, Oh. Yeah, it was really refreshing. Otherwise coming back from vacation, and it it was a nice break. I have not taken, like, I've taken a couple, like, PTO days since I started my job in December, but mm-hmm. I have I've been like accruing stuff because I knew I wanted to go visit Michigan, um, and so I basically used like all of my PTO that I've accrued so far for this vacation. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have like ten full days of like not having to oh, go to work. Um, man, I mean it was five work days that I was gone, but sure. The way I panned them, we had a day, a day off like that they observed as a holiday. So it like panned out to 10 days and it was just so like nice to be able to unplug and like my job doesn't allow us to have like our email on our personal phones so Mm -hmm. I literally had no contact from my office which was glorious I mean they had my cell phone number but nobody contacted me so I like also was like am I just not needed or but and then at the end of the day I was like I don't care because it was nice but it was really hard to come back because I my flight was slightly delayed on the way back. Um, and then we got like, we got, we landed in St. Pete and there was like lightning. And apparently I didn't know this until living in Florida, but apparently mm-hmm. if there's any sign of like lightning, you cannot take off. Like the runway shut down. Um, oh. So like a plane can land apparently, which I don't know how that's safe, but a plane can land, but they can't take off. So I'm like, okay. So all the gates were full. We literally sat on the tarmac for like 30 minutes. And wow. they had to conserve fuel, so they shut the plane off. We're in Florida. Oh, no. It is hotter than hot. and oh, the, no. oh, It's like the worst. And like, I mean, you hear all the stories these days about like terrible like people on flights or whatever. And the guy behind me was literally like, we should start a riot. And I'm like, we should stop. Not. What? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I was don't like, understand no. those people. Uh, I mean, he didn't, but at the same time, I was like, um, and it was just like one of those flights that, like, from the moment I sat down, it was just like mm-hmm. one thing after another. Like, the lady next to me, I'm pretty sure, had a whole bottle of perfume on her. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Not kidding. And then oh, no. and then it just got worse cuz like I smelled her perfume and then they got like the worst smelling snacks. They were drinking. I'm just like oh, it was so bad. She like kept touching wow. me with her side and I'm like just leave me alone. It was so- anyways. <laughs> um but I came back. Nothing else has changed down here except that it's ungodly hot and it mm. rains off and on all the time, which just makes it hotter. So that's my life. Dang. Wow. That sounds like quite an adventure. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, for me, since it's been, just in case I didn't give enough context, we have not done any work on the podcast in a month. And you guys could probably tell from my erratic scheduling of our episodes because <laughs> I would just randomly forget, and so I'd post two in one week. It's... And then I randomly took a day off, like a week off. So it's just been all over the place. But for myself, Llewellyn, I didn't mention this to you, I don't think. But I was actually also in Michigan while you were in Michigan. <gasps> and you didn't tell me? I did not tell you. Do you know why? Why? It was because it was the weekend before Father's Day. Okay. It, no, sorry. It was the weekend of Father's Day. Okay. And it was literally... Friday, I drove there, and then Sunday, I drove home. Okay. Just for context for everyone, that's like an, it's an eight and a half hour drive. Seven, eight, it's about an eight hour drive. However, I got into three separate sections of traffic on the way there, which caused an eight hour trip to be an 11 hour trip. So I arrived very very early in the morning um but it was because my aunt was like hey your your sister and the kids are going to be here your dad's coming over to the side like if you want to come i'll give you some gas money because it was hella expensive at the beginning of the month and so it was one of those where like if i'm honest i really i did not want to go like flat out did not want to go have no desire to go back to michigan at any time soon um but i just felt like the roi for relational investment for me and my dad i guess was like i don't know worth it i don't know i'm still bitter about it but it was fine so i was there for 36 hours before turning back around um so i was there and then also i've been holding on this information because i wanted to tell you over the podcast because I knew you'd forget okay, about okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. And then I realized that Instagram is stupid and I posted about it early and then you were like, oh my God. And then I was like, oh shoot. Wait, what was it? I don't even remember. I was hoping you wouldn't. Um, You're welcome. My girlfriends and I booked our trip to New York and we're going to see Hamilton. Oh, I did see that and I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm, we're so, I'm so I mean, I'm so excited for you. Like, don't get me wrong, (laughs) but I'm also like slightly jealous. So we're going, we're going in September because it's sort of in the middle of all three of our birthdays. It's also like the best time to go to New York. So 
Maybe not okay. the best, but like it's yeah. a good time. I love it. I love it more when it's colder. I'm actually worried about being sweaty the whole time. Wait, what but part, it's fine. What part of September? Mid. It's like the 15th. That's when I was there. It was still pretty hot. Yeah. So don't I know. don't That's expect anything about. glorious. But like, still. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we. I was like, guys. Here's the deal. The one thing I want to do is I want to see Hamilton. Like that. I want to see the show in person. And so we got orchestra level seats. We're on. Do they have a good I view? Guess, yes. So we we're at stage right, but we're in the closest. We're on the aisle towards the middle. Okay. Have you looked um, these up? Like the view from my yes. seat? Okay. Yes. I think it's a great view. I I can see, like I can still see the right hand side of the stage. Um, it was, I think they were like $214. Not bad. Um, they were like one more row up, and it would have been like two forty. Like it jumped up by like an extra twenty bucks or whatever it yeah, was. That's definitely a show that you want to see every part of the stage. Yeah, but mostly I wanted to be on that right hand side because I feel like every time I see the um, the king, <laughs> he's always on stage left. I think. Or maybe he, I'm saying stage usually, left and stage right wrong. But he usually still. enters on that side, so you'll see him enter from the opposite side of where you are. Um, yes, exactly. But he usually sometimes, a lot of times, he'll go stand on stage right. Mm, okay, so, but he like comes up front. Yeah. Oh yeah. Perfect. So he'll be like right in front of Do us. Do you know who's playing him? Is like, or is he just your favorite character? I don't. I don't really care. He's just my favorite character. Got it. Um, I'm I'm low key just. Lobbing up prayers that like maybe Lin Manuel will like decide that he wants to do shows that weekend. Yeah, not happening. Because I've okay. I've heard that. Well, that's just it. I was listening to a different podcast, and the woman that was like a co-host was talking about how she decided to just go see Hamilton, and she said that Lin Manuel did it, and she was like, "We were not expecting that. It was a huge surprise." And I was like, "Let that be us. <laughs> Let that be our weekend." So, can I tell you, you where the best know. seats to sit in a Broadway theater are? Okay, but no, I just want to feel horrible everybody because we didn't no. pay extra money. You're okay, fine. You didn't necessarily have to pay extra, but the best judged. seats. And granted, it depends on the theater too and the show. Um, but the best seats that I found to sit are not orchestra, unless you're in the first like five or six rows and you can actually see. Um, but it's the mezzanine, so like the first balcony. Um, the very top, like front one, two, and three, like A, B, and C in the middle. Yeah, the first three rows. Yeah, those literally were so the expensive. Because you can see the whole stage. Like, that's where I saw Dear Evan Hansen was, was in that spot. And, like, I well, literally would have. That's where I would have sat if they weren't, like, $400. Okay, but I'm also saying this more for, like, our viewers because a lot of people think they're like, oh my gosh, the orchestra, I'm so close to the stage. But, like, really, you don't want to be that close to the stage unless you're, like, right up front because then one you're like cranking your neck upward because sure, the stage sure, sure. is so tall and if the orchestra is actually in the pit like some shows are like you're hearing mm-hmm. that more than you're hearing what's happening like it's just yeah there's things to consider like don't pay a ton of money to sit in the front row if you want like the full experience yeah i definitely would always pick height over closeness because i feel like yeah. The mezzanine gives you the angle that you'd want. And I for sure looked at the front row of those tickets and laughed. And then also here's the deal. I am willing to pay that kind of money 
for something like that. But it's like, also like if you go with but a group I'm also of people, going it's with harder. two exactly. If like, I'm going with two girlfriends who are trying to buy homes and yeah, I like was if like, like if you guys if you guys would have bought like single tickets, you probably could have gotten a better deal, and but you just wouldn't have sat next to each other, which is like part of the experience. <laughs> like you want to sit yeah. by each other, but like when yeah. I went and saw Dear Evan Hansen, it was a single ticket because I was alone, and I mean right. I still paid. It was mezzanine, like middle, like direct middle, yeah, row A, and I think I paid like three twenty-five or something. Okay, but granted, yeah. I saw the original cast, so like, that's pretty it, good. Yeah, well, and Hamilton used to be more expensive too, for sure. Like, yeah, it's also been and, running and for so a while. So we're getting kind of just the deal of the fact that it's been out for like three years, and it's like to all those people out there that have seen it on Disney Plus and are like, yeah, I don't need to go see it. Yes, you no. do. <laughs> yes, you yeah. do. Like, it is yeah, not that, the same. That's why we're all going. It is so it's so good. I'm so excited for you. You better voice I'm message so me as bummed. soon as you see it. Okay, I will. Uh, we'll be walking home and taking the metro and I'll be voice messaging you. <laughs> yes, you will be. I'm so pumped. Um, so, booked our New York trip, went to see my family in Michigan for 36 hours, and then, um, oh, watched a friend's animals over the 4th of July. So I did nothing personal. Like, I, I went, I hung out with friends who were in the area for dinner, um, but didn't do anything, like, spectacular for the 4th. Um, but that's this month. But anyways, yeah, so that's what my life has been like. Cool. It's been good. So are we ready to dive back into this show that we watch on a consistent basis? I guess. All right, let's do it. Give us the episode recap. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm already forgetting things that we do on the show, guys. <laughs> yeah. one, one moment while I pull it up. <laughs> Wait, do I need to send it to you? No, I think you sent me all of season five. Did I? All five? Okay. I, I was just so. thinking, I was like, what if I have to get up out of my bed? This is episode cozy. two, right? What is this called? The one with? It is. All, all the, the kissing. kissing. All right, here we go. Okay, guys. This week we watched season five, episode two. Stop. Um, the one with all the kissing, written by Will Calhoun, directed by Gary Halverson, and originally aired on October 1st, 1998. Ross's attempts at reconciling with Emily go unheeded, and Chandler and Monica's affair is challenged by their not in New York rule. Mm. That's good. I think you can tell when we've had a kind of a break because I seem I'm less jaded about recording. So I'm actually excited and giddy to talk about the show. (laughs) Okay. Like right now I'm like, oh, I'm excited to talk about it. And I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Soft open. This is I love this soft open. It's such a great scene. I don't know why. It is. And also, can I can I say one little thing? Well, you absolutely can Llewellyn okay this is your podcast just as much (laughs) as it is mine um so we talked about this scene a while ago actually it wasn't that long ago I don't remember when it was but I remember because it was some episode maybe when they were redoing the bathroom or something because I mentioned yes remember I said like when did the layout was all wrong yeah I was like when did they switch the layout of the bathroom because we were talking about what was at at that point it was the guy's apartment but it's technically Monica's apartment Mm-hmm. But this scene takes place in the guy's apartment, not Monica's apartment. So I stand corrected in that the bathroom wasn't changed. We just weren't in the right apartment. Yeah, I would say we stand corrected because yeah. I was okay. just as much 
in that same thought. Yeah, so I don't know if anybody out there caught that. Apparently not, because no one said anything. Um, but I caught it as soon as I saw it. I was like, wait a minute. I failed us. So <laughs> I had to call it out. We totally should have remembered, because I knew that Joey came in. So, like, why would Joey be coming into the girls' apartment to go right, find Chandler? Right. Like, it just wouldn't have made as much sense. Maybe, but. maybe in my mind I was thinking, like, they're in a bathtub, like, taking a bath with bubbles. Like, obviously they'd be in Monica's apartment. I was or just wrong. the fact that, like, Mo- you know Monica's tub is clean. Clean, clean. That, too. Yes. Like, I wouldn't think that she would be like, yes, Chandler, let us, let us promenade over to your apartment and go into your like do you trust that joey is deep cleaning that tub right no no you don't but she probably deep cleaned it before they got in it she she must have i just feel like they overlooked that side of her personality (laughs) they missed a story plot line they could have easily run with oh for sure but anyways so they are taking a little bubble bath with some champagne and joey like he knocks on the door he comes in First of all, I just want to say that obviously Monica doesn't want to be caught. So she just dips glass of champagne and all under the tub, under the bubbles. Chandler kind of like rearranges the bubbles really quickly in order to try and like make sure that like Joey doesn't see. Um, But it wouldn't have been weird to Joey if Chandler's back was facing the faucets. Like, he was like, I had a long day at work, or yeah. I had a long day. You know, but, it, like, theory, if you yes. were actually relaxing, you would have been turned the other way. So, like, I would be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not relaxing at all. So I just had to call that out. But she dips under, and he's, like, wondering if he wanted some chicken or something, wanted to eat. And he's like, get out of here, Joey. He, like, Joey will not leave, so he has to, like, yell at him practically to leave. So he leaves. Monica comes back up, and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, he just kept asking about chicken. And Monica's like, chicken? I can go for some chicken. And so he's like, all right. So he calls Joey back in. She ducks back under, and he's like, yeah, let's take a three-piece of this, something, something, and a Coke. Uh, 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 a diet Coke. So my guess is, like, she probably, like, pinched him under the surface or something. <laughs> I'm just, like, imagining her, like, yes. pinching him, and it's hilarious. So, yeah, that's the soft open. Okay, so, anything things. to say about that? Yeah, yes. lay it on me. Um, so, when Joey opens the door um, and is talking to Chandler, there's a rare glimpse at the fourth wall of the guy's apartment that we never see. Oh, So, if you look out call. the door. Yeah. Um, oh, because it would be facing there directly. Right, right great call because that's usually where the audience would sit um and then when monica and chandler are in the tub and monica says that chandler looks cute in bubbles her hair is dry however when joey knocks on the door it pans to monica and her hair is already wet but she hasn't gone under yet so there's clearly ooh, like a misstep there mm-hmm. but yeah. continuity but, man yes this show it's a little tough very much so all right Across the hall. Oh, before you start the main part of the episode. Yes. The theme song. This is the very first time that they used the shortened version of the theme song. In all five seasons. Four seasons that we've done so far. Dang. I didn't even notice it and I watched through the whole thing. I didn't (laughs) notice it either, but there we are. I watched through all of it. I think I was focusing on like setting up my notes though. Yeah, that's what we usually do. Um, all right, so in the girls' apartment, 
Phoebe comes in and uh, some of the group is hanging out. And she's like trying to tell them this really funny story of something that happened. But they keep like bringing the conversation back to London, which is exactly where Phoebe couldn't go. So you can see the start of the storyline of her getting a little exasperated by the fact that like these her friends have something to talk about. That's kind of like an inside thing because she wasn't able to go. So she's like she gets frustrated by it. And then Ross joins in and they keep talking about it. So like Joey mentions the beer and he's like, man, like I would walk back to London if I could get another like cold one. Yeah. And Ross tells him about like a British pub around. And so Joey is like, he dips. He dips out so fast. He's like, hey, bye. <laughs> um, now we find out in here that this is the day that Rachel's coming back from Greece. She should be on her way home. Um, and Ross sort of like is trying to justify himself. He starts like saying things a little loudly. He's like all up in their faces. He's talking about fighting. Like he, he's like trying, he's like, I had to go after her. Like I've like, he was really, he's like half worried about it, but he's also like anticipating them like getting on him about it. So he's like trying to justify his own side. And then he mentions, like, Rachel. I mean, Rachel is my wife. And he's like, Emily. Emily is my wife. He's like, what is that? (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. Like him just questioning himself. And the friends ask, like, how that's going. And he hasn't talked to Emily either since the airport. So, like, both Rachel and Emily right right now, like, the two leading women in this man's life, he hasn't talked to since the airport. Both of them. That's that's not good. It's, yeah, so there's a lot of mounting tension happening in this episode. Yeah, one, okay, one quick thing. Yeah. That I just, like, just realized. Um, kind of like a plot hole. So, like, this whole, mm. right here in the beginning, and, like, kind of carries throughout the episode, where, like, the friends are talking about London and the fun times they had, and, like, Phoebe feels mm-hmm. left out. But, yeah. like, technically, Rachel should feel left out, too, because Rachel literally was only there for the wedding and then left. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's true. She didn't witness any of this stuff. But yeah, she didn't do any of the touristy things. No. I You're mean, right. obviously, like, she's got more to deal with in this episode. But it's just, like, interesting that, like, Phoebe is the only one that feels left out. But, like, technically, Rachel should, too. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, okay, so Rachel comes in. And, like, she's, like, everyone's excited to see her. She's got, like, a little braid thing in her hair. Um, and Ross, like, apologizes. But Rachel surprisingly seems so okay so fine she's like i mean i was in greece like how i mean i had a a great hotel like i was by myself i could do whatever i wanted which honestly sounds like a great vacation to me i was like yeah you go girl um going to greece sounds amazing like wouldn't you just hang out by pools and uh like the mediterranean sea yep and suntan and read books you know, like it just and go on walks like it sounds amazing on someone else's and dime on someone else's di- like literally yes. he paid for the whole trip. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, So like Ross kind of can't believe she's cool. He's like, really? So we're good. And she's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. like I'm good. I'm fine. Um, 
Now, Ross is like, okay, like, cool. So he's like, I'm going to head out. I'm going to send 72 long stem roses to Emily's parents. One, because no one will tell him where she is. And he's like, one for every day that I've loved or like have some- known her and loved her. And and Chandler makes like a passing comment. like, okay, cool. Well, when you're filling out the card, make sure to fill it out to Emily. <laughs> and he does his little like bad bad word sign yeah um yeah so that was really funny as soon as he closes the door the friends are like man rachel like they're kind of commending her ability to be okay with it and she's like what she's like i did not have a good time in greece and she just she goes she just goes off a little like a complete 180 a complete 180 absolutely and she takes like a little bit of ownership of it she's like you know like it's my fault. I should have never gone to London. I should have never told him I liked him or like never like followed up and agreed to go with him. Like I never should have done any of that. Um, and Phoebe's like, yeah, London is stupid. She like turns back to the friends. <laughs> uh, talk about a bitter woman. That's hilarious. And she's like, you know, I just don't trust myself anymore. I'm handing off all my decision making power to you, Phoebe, because Phoebe was absolutely right that she shouldn't have gone to London. And Phoebe's like, whoa, whoa, I do not take and like, I will never take that much power over somebody's life. Like, I will not do that. And Monica's like, I'll do it. <laughs> and so <laughs> she's like, she takes it over and she's going to be the main decision maker when it comes to Rachel's, Rachel's life. Now, at this point, Chandler announces that he has to go at work, go to work. And like any couple would, he leans over to kiss Monica. And then after the kiss, the moment of realization hits his face that oh shoot this is a secret thing that nobody knows about so then he kisses rachel and then he walks over and kisses phoebe and then his little strut on the way out is probably my favorite moment of this whole episode oh i loved it i absolutely (laughs) loved it it was so cute it was so like cute and and like early season two or three Chandler. Like, it brought it, like, a little bit back for me. It was really cute. Yeah. Okay, the only thing... One thing I have to say, the cast... Because, like, the first episode of the season, I think they probably shot, what, at the end of last season? You know, they... I don't think that they do. I I mean, I don't know. Because remember the one year that Chandler goes from fat to skinny? Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if, like, certain times they do. I think haircuts and stuff though maybe right because this episode i noticed all of them look so much more grown up i don't know why but like rachel comes back i mean she's super tan so that could be it but um she looks more like put together like a little bit older jennifer aniston and Mm -hmm. chandler's um i almost said dress his uh suit actually fits him Mm -hmm. so i'm like Mm -hmm. that's pretty impressive so i don't know they just like i feel like they they just look more grown up this season for some reason. Yeah. I think what's hard, I think what's hard about, like, the, the episode one was still filmed in the context of not their daily life. Whereas, like, this episode is fully, like, the apartment and the cafe. Yeah. Like, those are the only two settings, which is their normal life. So we're, like picking up on things and able to judge it by earlier seasons. Whereas like them being at a reception, I mean, that's like really tough. Yeah. 
to try and like judge them based off of other seasons. But I mean, Ross's hair looked different, so they did something between season or episode one and episode two. You know, I feel like because I don't his hair, they couldn't have changed his hair in the second, like in the first episode because it was sort of the second part of season, like the end of season four. Right. Gosh, there's a lot happening in that sentence. But anyways, they are starting to look older. All right. So then, like I said, we jump from pretty much the apartment to the cafe, then back to the apartment, then to the cafe. So it's it's pretty straightforward. So now we're downstairs in the cafe. Uh, Monica is showing physical copies of photographs of their trip. Now, the first person she hands it to is Rachel. And obviously Monica's OCD-ness and the fact that this was a legitimate issue with printed photos um, that I remember for sure. Um, she's like, hold it by the edges. What's like her? I mean, Rachel's thumb is like smack dab in the middle of the photo. I mean, right. That's a bunch of finger oils messing up the print. But so Monica's essentially like freaking out. Um. I really don't, like, recall what they were talking about. They are just, like, talking about the trip or whatever. Look at the, po- like, look at the picture. And then, like, Monica starts trying to set up Rachel with Gunther at one point, And Gunther, like, kind of overhears. And so he's really excited in the background. He's trying to, like, feature, like, promote his features very obviously. Like, <laughs> it looks like you're taking, like, a side shot of Gunther. Yeah. Um, and she's also like, or the guy like back there, like, isn't that the guy you flirted with at the counter once? Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't know. And Monica's like, well, I'm making all your decisions. So you should go like, you need to go say hi to him. She's like, okay, I guess I can't make any decisions on my own. So I have to do what you tell me. And so she heads towards the guy's table and at the same time crosses paths with Phoebe, who is on her way in now. Um, essentially, Monica wants to show her the pics of of London as well. It's the same thing. Her fingers are all over it. She hates it because she's not there. She's like, oh, everyone? She's like, yeah, look, here's Joey and blah, 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 and me. And so she takes a Sharpie and just starts, like, scribbling all over the photo, which, again, is messing Monica up for sure. And then Rachel comes back. Turns out she got a date. And then they're, like, proud of her, and Gunther brings over his sign that they have the right to essentially kick you out or deny service, and he just lifts it up and says, get out, <laughs> because yeah. he he didn't get the date with Rachel. But that's all I have from the cafe. Is there anything else? Yeah, so when Monica is showing the picture to Phoebe, and she's, like, pointing mm-hmm. out everybody in it, and she says that it's the Tower of London, but uh-huh. it's actually, the picture, if you look at it, is actually from Westminster Abbey. So it's wrong. Um, Then this is the first time that we've been in Central Perk since season four, episode 22, the one with the worst best man ever. So it's been four episodes since we've been in Central Perk. So that's a, I mean, granted, they've been in London. You know, it's kind of felt like it too. Yeah. Because every time we've seen Phoebe during like the London episode, she's been in the apartment. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's it. Okay. So we go back upstairs to the apartment. Chandler, um, essentially comes home from work. Monica's like, 
oh, what took you so long? And he's like, sorry, I got hung up at work, but I'm quitting tomorrow <laughs> because they just want to be together. And what do you know? The rest of the group comes into the apartment. While they're kissing. And, yep. Catching them right in the act again. So they realize they have to do the same thing again. But this time more passionately because that's how he was kissing Monica. Right. So it wasn't just like a quick peck before work. Now it's like head holding, like body at the or arm at the small of the back, a little bend. Like it, he's all up in it is what's happening here. Yes. And so he does it to Rachel. He does it to Phoebe again. He has to like move out of the way a little bit because she's pregnant and then like passes on by Joey. Um, and, and Rachel's like, what is the deal? And Monica's like, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's like a European thing that he just is brought over. And Phoebe's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It feels French to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love Phoebe's outlook on that. Like she, she's not the one who questions it. She's kind of like, yeah, kind of feels French. <laughs> like, because he's like French kissing them practically. Um, is so this that's pretty much is this the time yeah, where ahead. Joey like says the the French phrase? What is it? Mon, mon frere? Is that what he said? Does he say that here? Oh, does he? I might have missed that because I think I was typing in notes when Chandler was re- leaving the room. Yeah, mon frere th- means my brother. Yeah, because he because he said, well, I guess it's time for me to say goodbye to mon frere to them, and like, but he was referencing the girls, so I don't think he knew what he was saying. Because he was saying my brother, but he wanted to kiss the girls oh. as well. So, I don't know. Oh, this might have been a div. Actually, I don't know. I can't remember I where remember. that happened, but it just seems like that would have been the right spot because she mentions French. Yeah. But I don't remember. Yeah, I guess that would have been weird, though, because Joey would have walked into the apartment to then turn around and leave. Yeah. You know, know, because he, like, came with. I don't know. But, like, Anyways. also, like, why are... <laughs> Monica and I get that they just want to like kiss and like be together, but like, why are you choosing common areas to make out? Yeah, like, I mean, would it look better if they were in the bedroom and got caught? True. Also, but like, who would just lock storm your into door? door? <laughs> also, yeah. Um. Oh, I had another point, but now I forgot it. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. Also, oh, here's my point. Also, how stupid are these friends? <laughs> Right. If you walked in on a mutual friend and you saw me and him making out, you would rightfully assume something was happening. 1000%. Yes. Not that's some weird European thing he brought back from the trip. Also, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have let him then kiss me. <laughs> like it would have been a hard like no thanks. Uh, it would have been like a dodge duck. Like, yes. I'm getting out of your way. Yeah. Like, good try. Yeah. But no. So I just have to point out that, like. Uh, it's a funny storyline, but it doesn't make sense. Or or maybe they just believe that it's so unbelievable that the two of them would be together that they would assume anything. They would assume that Chandler is now just kissing his friends. That's the only, that's the only, like, way that I can justify this storyline is if he, if it is if they actually believe that it's unbelievable the two of them would get together and other storylines are more believable than that. That, like, that's it, right? 
It'd have to be. Like, that's the only only way. For sure. Okay. Um, all right, we do, like, a, a quick, like, cut in the scene, but we're still at the apartment. Rachel, well, we're in the hall. Rachel is coming back from her date, and... You know, he's like, well, I guess this is it. And she's like, well, unless you want to come inside. She's like, wait, I actually can't make that decision. Just hold on a second. So she goes in to ask Monica something and or ask Monica if he can come in. But she finds Ross there and Ross is moping about the mulched roses that were returned to him from Emily or her parents. We don't quite know yet. Um, And he I mean, literally, he's just mopey Ross, like classic mopey Ross. And he's like, I'm going to go wander in the rain a little bit and. She's like, Ross, it's not raining. He's like, it's, I can't catch a break. <laughs> Which I actually thought was hilarious. <laughs> like, he's sad and he just wants to, like, instigate it further by sitting in the rain. It's kind of like when you look at yourself in the mirror while you're crying to see if you can, like, cry harder. Or, yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's sort of like that. He just wants to make his situation worse. So he's like, I'll just go cry in the rain. <laughs> She's like, it's not even raining. He's like, dang it. <laughs> um... So Rachel takes this as a grand opportunity to care for Ross. So she's like, I think what you need to do is you need to stay here and we'll make tea and we'll talk this thing out. And so she goes outside. She's like, hey, my roommate's really sick. Can't do this. Okay, bye. So she just bails completely on her date. And Monica comes in at this time from the laundry. Like she, Rachel barely has a moment to sit down to start comforting Ross they're like, she's like arm in arm with him, arms of the shoulder, like real close. And uh, Monica comes in with her laundry basket. She's like, hey, Rachel, uh, can you come out here and talk about it? Um, They argue it out in the hall. And man, in that hallway, Rachel looks so good in that dress. She really does. So good. I mean, like, knockout. Yeah. Um... And then I think she goes back inside. She like she realizes that Monica tricked her to get out there. They're dueling it out in the hallway. Monica says, like, what are you doing? Rachel's trying to justify her actions. She bailed on her date, blah, blah, blah. She realizes she didn't drop the socks. And so she takes something from the laundry hamper, hamper throws out on the ground, goes inside and locks the door. Then Joey comes out and wants in on the action that, like, Chandler's getting in on. Um and offers to knock down the door. So then it's kind of like a quick, it's like another cut, isn't it? Where. Yeah. It like cuts and then it's back in the same spot. Yes. Like, so Ross opens the door and because she's like knocking really hard and Monica tries to get Rachel to come back out again, but she won't do it. And so they like, they end up talking about the argument under the premise of Rachel desiring to begin like learning how to swing dance. So they're having this open conversation in front of Ross under the premise of swing dancing. And Ross agrees with Monica. (laughs) Yeah. Not really knowing what he's agreeing to. Right. And then he mentions that he's got to cancel the five giant teddy bears that he was sending. He's like, imagine the massacre. Like, (laughs) You know, obviously alluding to the fact that the roses came back mulched. Yeah. Um, and then at that time, like, after he leaves, Joey tries to break in. And Monica's like, I'm already inside Joey. And you can tell he's in pain when he, like, says, like, okay. Yeah. 
Anything else about that scene? Um, so you mentioned Rachel's dress. Yes. This gorgeous strapless yellow dress. Um, yes. Costume so designer nice. Deborah McGuire, um, who designed all the stuff, all the outfits on Friends, mm-hmm. um, has stated that that yellow strapless dress um, worn by Rachel in this episode is the piece that she receives the most questions from fans seeking to buy one of their own. Even oh, like dang. even like years after the show has ended, um, and as the f- the fashion, she tells wow. them or she's told them that you know the label Idol, I guess was the name the brand name, label or whatever, has long mm-hmm. since gone out of business, and so she just advises them to take like a screenshot of the dress and then have somebody like custom make them one if they want it. Oh dang! Yeah, so I that wonder is how much that costs. Apparently, the best dress that women like wow this whole series i would not say that it's probably my favorite i can't tell you what my favorite would be but that is surprising because yellow is not like uh, like a sought after fashion-y dress color no, i think in my opinion but like you stated like i feel like jennifer aniston really pulled that dress off well and she if wears you have it real the well. right body type i feel like you could definitely pull it off and jennifer aniston's got that like skin tone that's a little olivey yeah so yellows look fine on her whereas like if you're red like me it probably looked horrible same Same here um man that's surprising i i mean it's a it is a gorgeous dress and she wears it really well so yeah it's not i mean it's not that surprising but dang okay that is that's a great it's a great fun fact um okay back down in the cafe again uh, Phoebe comes in and the friends have come up with a surprise for her. They've realized, hey, we've been talking about London a lot. We think it'd be fun to take a trip, all of us, together. <laughs> they psych her up so much. She's so pumped about it. She's probably been feeling like, all I get to do is make babies. And so, like, that has me really bummed out, she said at one point. And so, like, she, they are psyching her up to go on a picnic in Central Park, which she hates She's like, that's not a trip. I live right by there. I just came from Central Park. Like, none of what they mentioned was exciting. Um, Chandler, I think, is like, well, I'm going to go die from embarrassment for coming up with the Central Park idea, essentially. And eventually all the friends sort of trickle out um, after after her poo-pooing on their idea. And Rachel's sort of like, Hey, I think I'm just going to, I'll catch you. I'll catch up with you guys. I'll catch up with you, Monica. And she's like, she kind of gives her like, oh, wait. No, sorry. Before Chandler leaves, I just wanted to say this. Rachel makes sure as soon as he like turns to her to leave because he's like turning that direction. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. I just have to bring up the fact that like. I don't like this Euro kissing thing that you're doing. It's making me really uncomfortable and it it needs to stop. He's like, I'm just trying to bring culture to the group. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Phoebe mentioned something about like, yeah, that's fine, but just don't like shove it down my throat. Right. (laughs) So it's uh, literally perfect. So then, um, then the group reassembles. So we cut, and we come back to what is a separate time frame within the cafe. All the friends reassemble and represent a new idea 
for a trip for Phoebe, they're all going to go to Atlantic City. And she loves this idea. It's it's right under the I mean, it's it's it qualifies as what she wants. It's it's a trip. It's all of them going together like she can do it because they can drive there. It's it's every it's everything she wants. So she's super excited. And she's like, I'm going to go pack my ass off like and literally they leave like within an hour. So they kind of all need to leave to go pack. Ross kind of stands behind, and this is when Rachel's like, I'll catch up with you guys later. And Monica is, like, trying to get her to understand the weight of it. Like, have you ever have you ever told someone you love them and, like, they didn't say it back? Like, how painful that is? And she's honestly like, I don't care. And so Monica's like, okay, like, I can't watch this. I'm going to go. And sort of leaves Rachel up to her own devices. Now, at the beginning of the conversation, she kind of tries to go about it in a weird, like, she can't find her footing type of way. And then finally, she, like, tells Ross. She admits it. And there's, like, a moment of seriousness. Ross is like, I don't really know what to do with this. And then Rachel just bursts into laughter. Like, it was like so in, cringy. Yeah, like, in your face type of laughter. Making it sound like when, what she had said was a joke. And he asked that. He's like, is that a joke? Because it's not funny. And she was like, no, I'm dead serious. But she's realizing, like, from the outside looking in, essentially, she explains it in a really roundabout funny way. But from the outside looking in, she's thinking of herself saying this to Ross. And she's like, I realize the idiocy of it, almost. Like, you are married. What does it matter if I still have feelings? Like, you're married and like let's just let's just pretend like i didn't say that and before they really get to that she like she almost kind of gets ross to find the humor in the situation like he's married his wife won't talk to him like where's my wife i don't know oh hey mr mr geller where's mrs geller i don't know like they're both laughing at the idiocy, idiocy of it and i think this is the first time they address they allow Ross to address the ridiculousness about his own circumstances in like a real way and not in just like a um, not in just like a comical line that someone else delivers towards him. Like he makes fun of his own situation. And I think this is the first time we're really seeing him do this in a way that's like totally accurate. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Um, Which I thought was like actually really great because it was funny to see him laugh about his like his circumstances yeah um and so they sort of like she's like can can we just forget it and he like sort of says like no we can't because like you said it but also like we can't do anything about it and and there's nothing to be done like i'm married and and like and that was it so back up at the apartment did you have anything else about that scene? I wrote like pause, but I don't remember um, what I wrote that about. The only, the only like thing in that scene is there's a there's like a slight goof like continuity thing. Um, mm-hmm. There's like cups on Ross the table next to Ross because he's sitting in that chair closer to the counter, yeah. and like mm-hmm. every time it shoots back to him, like the cups are in like different locations, so like it's obvious that a lot of them were like different takes and like the cups just weren't placed in the right spot. So it's just interesting that they didn't like mark where the cup was. So that you knew yeah. that the, the cup needs to be in that spot every time. 
Yeah, for sure. Okay, good catch. Um, and then final quick scene, back up in the apartment. Everyone, again, has been getting ready to go to Atlantic City. They all kind of meet in the apartment. And they're getting ready to go, literally getting ready to walk out the door. And her water breaks. Phoebe's water breaks. Ugh, Phoebe is about timing. to have these babies. Um, at first, she's, like, bummed about it because she, like, kind of wants to, like, she wants to go to Atlantic City. But then they all hype her up, like, you're having a baby. High five. And she's like, I'm having a baby. Remember when my water broke? <laughs> and then, like, high five. And they're on their way. Um, so the tag is, it's kind of a continuation of that scene. They're leaving the apartment. Chandler and Monica are the last two to leave. The friends already are in the hallway. And they're like, oh my gosh, can you believe Phoebe's having a baby? And they're like, no, oh my gosh, this precious life. And then they like look at each other and then just start making out. And uh, Chandler was like, he mentioned something about the fact that like, the girls having been apart he's like man i had to kiss both rachel and phoebe this week he's like could you imagine if they would have caught us having sex and she's like do you understand women at all (laughs) like he was saying it as like that means i would have had sex with them and she uh, would have had to and like the way that he said it kind of insinuated he would have liked it and monica's like you don't understand women at all do you (laughs) and he's like no (laughs) he like seriously contemplates that and she's like that's okay it doesn't matter or something and like kisses and like that's the end of the scene so yeah any other fun facts as we wrap up the episode um the only other one i missed it earlier um so ross mentions towards the beginning of the episode i think when they're talking about the pub the british pub um Mm -hmm. he mentions that there's a british pub in the world trade center that has that particular mm. brand of beer from England that all the friends loved. Um, and oddly enough, this is the only episode in the entire series where they directly mention the World Trade Center. We see it several times, yeah. like in transitions, and there was actually one in this episode. Um, but they never again mention like the actual building itself. Which is just interesting, knowing that like this show was out like during the time when the towers you know, fell. But... Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like before, you mean? Yeah, this is before, obviously, but like, right? It's just interesting that like even, even like after, like they never go back, and I think we've talked about that. Like they never go back and mention like what happened to the towers because they wanted they wanted a show to like not be about like what is happening right now in New York. But nice, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, based. On this episode, what is your favorite scene? I think, and I'm not going to go off humor or anything like that, but I think the very first scene, like the soft open, where they're in the bathtub together, mm-hmm. just because, like, I think that's so sweet that he would take a bubble bath with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just, like, I feel like it's almost like the first glimpse of, like, okay, they're starting to care about each other. Like, obviously, they just want to rip each other's clothes off, and (laughs) they were naked in the bathtub. But I feel like like, you you don't just get into a bathtub with somebody because you want to have sex. Like, you have to have some level of, like, caring. So I I don't know. I think because I love them together, I just think, like, that was really sweet of them to, like, you know, do something. and Like, him to have that gesture to do that because you know that it's probably Monica that wanted to take the bath. 
Right. Although, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was Chandler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> I would honestly say that's my favorite scene, too. I just, it is the first glimpse of them being more than just, like, hookup. Yeah. You know? And everything that you said about it is true. And I just thought it, like, you start to see Chandler's, like, tender side towards her, you know? And yeah. and her being vulnerable with him as opposed to, like, her manic like, type A self, OCD self. <laughs> um, so I thought it was really cute. All right. Episode writing. Oh, gosh. Um, I think I'm going to give this one a how you doing. Mm. Uh, okay. Which is probably higher than I should give it, but... Um, I don't think so. It was actually a really good episode. It it was a good episode. I mean, I feel like it was funny. It was serious. It had cute moments. Um, I think it was just well-rounded. And, like, everybody was in it, which I really like. Um, Mm -hmm. It felt like everybody had, like, obviously not all equal because there were certain storylines, but, like, pretty equal consistency in the episode, which I liked. So, And I really just enjoyed how they are growing up. Like yeah, it's, I I don't know. It just like felt to me like this episode they seem more grown up. So yeah, I feel like we didn't see Joey. Like we didn't hear from Joey a lot. We only really hear from him at the end when he's like arguing with Ross, whose idea it was at in Atlantic City, right? And the fact that he like wants to get in on the kissing action, yeah, with Rachel, right. with Monica. Um, but you're right. They're all together. I mean, the only there's like many, many. Um, there's like the Chandler Monica storyline, and then there's Rachel Ross. But it's not even just one storyline. It goes from like her being mad about Greece to still being in love to handing over her ability to make decisions rights to then being with Ross and wanting to tell him everything and fighting for the chance to do it with Monica. Like it's such a weird, we only really have one storyline here. That's like a main plot. And then everything else is like, it's Chandler like kissing Monica and everybody else. But like everything else is sort of like really small compared to that. And that's what I think makes it hard to rate for me because it feels all over the place, even though it was all good all over the place. So I'm going to give it a how you doing plus a tag. Wow. Had to one up me, huh? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) The way I said that was so weird. Uh, It wasn't like a yeah. It was more of like, I don't really know. I just, I don't know. Anyways, I don't have to justify myself to you. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into the post show wrap up for some trivia time. Okay. What does Joey construct using Ross's moving boxes? A castle. A or a, a fort, but play yes. a pen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing. Because they come in they come in with like the um the hard hat and the Indian the what is it the village people yes yes yeah okay um, and then we're gonna go back yes. in time ooh with this one it back. when Pete went to Japan what did he bring Monica Whoa. back as a gift oh shoot I forgot about Pete aww um he brought Monica back 
It wasn't. Oh, wait. No, that was the surprise. He kept saying, I have a surprise for you. She thought it was a ring because it was like a ring thing. And then it was like competitive fighting ring. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember what it was either. Hotel toiletries. (laughs) I don't remember that at all. I don't either. (laughs) Whoopsie. Okay, so we're 50%. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Okay, some social media spotlights. We heard from our Swedish friend who responded to an episode previously. So since we took a month off, we are way late on all of these. But they said, hi again. I'm listening to the latest episode, which, again, because this is late, it's not the latest, but when she was listening. Um, Episode uh, season four, episode 22. And when you mentioned the Nancy Drew books, I read those a ton as a preteen and Twins in the Sweet Valley. I guess that's the original title. To my point, fun trivia. It took me over 30 years to learn that Nancy Drew is the character we call Kitty over here. Funny enough, it was Sex in the City who taught me that. Carrie says something along the lines of, I feel like a perverted Nancy Drew, and I had the Swedish subtitles on, so now I know. That's interesting. I didn't know that they like would change the name of a book character to accommodate like a different culture you know yeah i didn't know that either so they call nancy drew kitty and so in the subtitles it says it's kitty for nancy drew that's so interesting well thanks for thanks for that our our swedish friend um and then in addition to that i'm just making sure i have none left in email but I'm going to head over to Instagram, which we do have a few. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, my goodness. Wait, do we have this many? Holy cow. Okay. Um, not that one. Oh, uh, Mahir is back. He said, hey, guys, I'm back. <laughs> Um, just completed 103. And then uh, he just mentioned that he was having some of the same weather that Llewellyn, you described where he lives, saying it was about 99 to 100 degrees. Ugh, I feel your pain. Um, with absolutely irritating humidness. Humidity. Humidness is what he says. I'm trying to add words that don't exist. Um, He also said, I just completed season four, which is episode one of six of your podcast. And in that episode, my favorite moments were when you sang pissed on different occasions. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me giggle. (laughs) I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. That's so funny. Um, okay, and then Christy responded to us a while ago. Hey, ladies, I'm sorry I haven't reached out in a while. As I am listening to this week's podcast, I realize that I can relate to next week's episode. This past weekend, our son got married. We had his reception in our backyard. The weeks leading up to the wedding, my husband and I decided to catch up on some long overdue landscaping projects before the <laughs> wedding day. As family members from both sides reached out to us to see how they could help out with the wedding planning, I told my husband that we should do what the what Emily's parents did and have the itemized, itemized list yes. from our yard remodel yes. and have others pay for it. It was so funny to be able to use a friend's reference in our own lives. I love listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. 
Obviously, we didn't do that, but it was a funny idea. We kept quoting Ross's dad when he was reading the list. He wants me to pay for what? And I said, I love this story. So obviously, I shared it. Christy, thank you. That is so good. I love it. Um, Sorry, we have like a month's worth of these. Um, We got a reach out from Victoria. She sent us a meme, and it was the first time we'd interacted. Um, So Luella and I kept it in there for you to go see the meme. But thank you, Victoria, for reaching out. We see the meme. Hilarious. Love it. Um... Okay, and then also we did get a few of your guys' cute puppers, so we did reshare those on our stories. Thank you for that. It feels like forever ago that we said that we would do that um, for that one episode. Um, Kimberly also had said at one point, first she responded to our um, our Instagram story where it was, Amber Heard saying my dog step on stepped on a bee and then it's Ross going, oh, 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 fine by me. <laughs> so she responded LOL to that or this is amazing. But then she also said she was listening to the podcast in Michigan while we were mentioning Michigan and Llewellyn visiting. So love that. Yeah. Um, so thanks, Kimberly, for reaching back out and sending us all the things. OK, I. Oh, also. Um, okay, Grace, she goes, um, her, her name on Instagram is Barry, but she said to call her Grace said, hi there. I just listened to the most recent episode and I have very many pictures of my dogs and me with them, LOL, but not a single one of them is my own because I've never had a pet. (laughs) Hey, we take all dogs. I love that. I have very many pictures of dogs, but they're not mine. And uh, so we responded, oh, man, I understand that one. I have a lo- oh, this was me specifically. I have a load of pictures of my best friend's cat because it's the only cat that I like <laughs> on my phone in my phone reel. Um, she said, I and also as a wine drinker and wannabe connoisseur, I love the wine bottle up cycling idea, bottle up cycling idea. Sorry, I said that cadence weird. And so I responded, ha ha, as long as it helps the planet, I'll ignore the early 2010s trend that's trying to resurrect. Winky face, Llewellyn is on board. And she said, agreed. And then cry, laugh face. So, Grace, thank you for having such a good spirit about that. Man, we are catching up on all the things. Maybe I will leave a few for um, the next episode so that I can space it out a little bit. But it's been a month, so I felt like we needed to catch up on those. So... That is my recommend to a friend. Nope, that's not my recommend to a friend. That's the social media spotlight. Llewellyn, what is your recommend to a friend for this week's episode? Yes. Um, I'm so proud of you for having a backlog for the next several I've episodes. Got four coming up, and I want to tell you about all four of them right now, but I will hold them all. Um, I'm so proud of you. And I, I think I'm going to have to do that first one just with timing. Like, it's, it's now. I agree. Um, I agree because I would I would second it, but I also want to do mine right now because it's also timely. It is timely, but yours also just came out, so like give people a minute. I will, but I'm <laughs> okay, still gonna me, say it. I've not seen it yet. Um, okay, no spoilers. So here. my recommend to a friend: we're both recommending movies, and we are that are still in theaters. And we both recommend both movies. Yes, even though I've not seen the one she's gonna recommend yet. But I believe you. But I've will. heard it's really good, so <laughs> I have high hopes. Um, okay. 
But my recommend to a friend is uh, Top Gun Maverick. So good! It's so good. And for all of you millennials and younger people out there, yes, I'm going to recommend that you watch the first one first. Yes, it's cringy. Boo. Yes, it's hard to watch because <laughs> it's, it's such cringy. a bad movie. It's not bad, okay? It's you a just, bad movie. You have to understand the time. It is a bad no, movie. Just don't listen. Don't listen to Leanne in this moment because <laughs> it's a good movie and it helps it helps set up the next movie. Not that you need it to it, watch the next one does. by any means, but it does set it up because the reason I think that Top Gun Maverick is the movie of this year and yes, I'm saying that, and I, I don't care what comes out after it, is because not only is the movie fantastic in that, like, the f- the flight scenes are incredible, and just, like, the feeling you have, like, watching it in theaters is so good, but, like, the little things that they did to, like, tie the first one into the second one was so good. Like, there's little moments that, like, happen in the first one between characters that then happen in the second one, and you're like, if you didn't see it, you don't get it. And it's just so, it's just like all around a good movie. And it's like a, it's a clean movie too, which I really like. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of stuff in culture these days that's like clean, like, you know, dirty scenes, free, like bad language. Like there's, is bad language in it, but like it's. Like they rely on good storytelling in do. this movie as opposed to relying on like sex cells. Yes. Yes. Like there's yeah. no like inappropriate scenes. There's no like unnecessary use of bad language um it's just like a good movie and i would recommend Mm -hmm. it to any age like it's so good and also i recommend that you get to theaters to see it as fast as possible because i think it's better in the big screen than it would be on your little tv at home so yes go to theaters and see it you will not be disappointed and what i've heard from a lot of people they're like i don't want to go see it because i don't like tom cruise put that aside just go see it like oh, it's such a good movie. It's so good. So good. That's all I'm I Okay, for those of you millennials that are going to see the first one beforehand for Llewellyn's recommendation, just be ready for no plot line and them sweating the whole time for no explainable reason. Okay, just those are calm my two down. They're no, those in are my California. Two, those are my two Okay, in the but desert. they're all they're inside an air conditioning at some points, and I don't understand why they're just, they're sweat. But it's such a good movie. It's such a classic movie, and you have to see it before you see the second one. And it's not and, even and that I'm, long. It's and like an hour I and ten am, minutes, so just I am agreeing. Up. I'm agreeing that they do. I'm just giving them a warning. Just be ready for unexplainable sweat everywhere on all people at all times and no plot line. It's so good, though, just, guys. Just be no. It's a horrible it's movie. It's so good. <laughs> yes, Top Gun Maverick is a is a fantastic movie. We'll agree on that. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on the other one. <laughs> Anyways, yes, Top Gun Maverick so good in IMAX. It was amazing. Yeah, I bet. I actually, I almost. I think I almost cried at one point in Top Gun Maverick. It was so good. Oh, I was literally on the edge of my seat. Oh my gosh, I was like clenching and yeah, I realized like, after 20 minutes, I was like, oh my God, I got to relax. We're like, not going like, to like spoil anything, but I'm like, I was it's on the so edge of my seat. good. Like what is going to happen? I was like ripping my hands. Yeah. It, was, it was such a good movie. So good. So awesome. Um, my recommend to a friend is also a movie. So maybe just hit the theaters this coming weekend. Just hit, do a back to back, do a double feature. Just treat yourself. 
Um, <laughs> Thor. <laughs> two very, they're like two and a half hours each. Yeah. <laughs> Five hours, no big deal. Uh, no big deal. Just get some popcorn. You'll be all right. Uh, mine is Thor Love and Thunder. Um, as you know, we are very big Marvel fans over here. And so because Llewellyn has not seen it and because it has just come out, even though by the time this airs, it'll give you an extra four days. But still, just in case, Love and Thunder, um, very entertaining. At the beginning, it felt a little forced, but they settled in very nicely um, by the time they got into like about... 15 minutes in they they found their groove it was very good um it was lighthearted and fun um and then also did not did not play out like i thought it was going to play out oh like over my last year of thinking and i was very happy about that because I thought it played out better than what I had been anticipating. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Is that, is that good, Llewellyn? Did I? That's good did enough. I, okay, perfect. Love that. So go to the theater, see Top Gun Maverick and Thor. Again, treat yourself and just get her done. And then report back to us what you guys think. We're huge Marvel fans, so I love anybody's opinion. Unless it's a bad opinion and then I don't care. I do, um, I do ask. Just because I don't know when I'm going to see it. I'm hoping that I will see it before this episode drops. But if I don't. No spoilers. Do not spoil anything. Just give us your highlight. Like, oh my gosh, I thought it was good. And then I will give an all clear by the next episode if I've seen it. (laughs) Okay, deal. Um, Remember that one time I told you to drop everything and go see the new Spider-Man movie? Yeah. I made you, like, change your plans because I was like, no, you need to go see it right now. (laughs) This is not one of those moments. Okay. So if that helps. Like, it's it's obviously good, but it's not, like, like, the newest Spider-Man, all three. I have, like, a tentative plan to go see it this week, but it involves changing plans with you, so I have to talk to you first. (laughs) Okay. So that's why. We will battle it out. Just kidding. I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay. Let's end this episode because we are already over, well over what we have been doing episode wise. We've been keeping it like under an hour to 45 minutes. So we are well past our time. Um, Next week, we're going to cover the one with the triplets or it's also known as the 100th, which means that the show Friends was celebrating their 100th episode next week. We are already past that, but let's celebrate with them by coming back to hear us blab on about the show we love called Friends. As friends to you, our friends. Yes. So we will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast. Bye.